0: Hey guys, it's Jackson, and welcome back to another episode of Reality Talk with Jackson. And today, my special guest is an author, public speaker, mom, and she's featured on OWN's hit new reality series, Love and Marriage DC. Let's welcome Winter Williams to the podcast. I'm so excited to have Winter on today. Um, Like I said, you know, with all the many different hats that she wears, um, she is quite an interesting woman and there's more hats and more things going on in her life, uh, way more than I can mention. (laughs) Um, But definitely check out her social media and her YouTube channel and things like that to kind of get to know her better outside of the show. But um, if you're a huge fan of Love and Marriage DC like I am, um, you know that Winter has been dealing with a lot this season um, with her personal drama with her now ex-husband, um, that she's currently in a divorce with. And, um, you know, in that kind of situation, um, basically he scammed her. Um, and, you know, there's a lot going on with that, but you you have to watch the show to kind of learn more about that. Um, and also she's not getting along with some of the other ladies and their husbands in the friend group. Um, in this social circle. Um, So uh, she's definitely very, very, she's a very interesting person. Um, And you either like her or you, you don't. And um, I do like her. I think she's so sweet. So interesting. So funny. So entertaining. I'm so glad that she is on this first season of love and marriage, DC. Um, And I'm so excited to chat with her today and kind of allow you guys to, to get to know her better and also hear her side of the story with a lot of the stuff, because Um, We're kind of hearing a lot of different stuff currently um, about her on the season. But, you know, I think you kind of get to hear her side of things. So I'm so excited for you guys to hear from her. Anyway, without further ado, here is my interview with Winter Williams from Love and Marriage, D.C. I hope you guys enjoy.
1: Hello. Hi, Jackson. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm excited. Thank you for doing this.
1: No, thank you for having me. I appreciate you reaching out. I feel like I've been getting a lot of reach outs here lately. So
0: yes, I'm glad. I'm glad you're busy and getting uh, to kind of tell your side of things. I'm happy about that.
1: I think everyone has a side, right? (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Everyone has a side. That is what it is. But yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited about
0: this. Yes. Okay. Well, I want to really start at the very beginning of things because I'm really curious. So, um, how did this process for um Love and Marriage DC, how did it come about for you and how'd you end up on the show?
1: So, yeah, funny story. Um, when Monique was asked to pull some couples, um, Kevin and I were, you know, married <laughs> <Yes>. and <laughs> she she knew him previously, like her and Chris knew Kevin separately in a different life and they knew me in a different life. And so when they, when Monique saw that we were together, she was like, Oh, Hey, I, we know Kevin, you know? And so fast forward when the show actually was just still in development, she reached out to us to see if we'd be interested. So we did a couple of casting tapes, Mm -hmm. um, back last year around like April ish. Um, we did a couple of rounds of casting and Really, that's how we first heard about the show. Now, everyone knows the drama <laughs> that has begun. So what happened is that they were still casting, still trying to pick couples. I found out about Kevin at the end of June. And so I actually reached out to Monique and told her to pull us from the running. Mm-hmm. And so we were no longer a consideration at that point because I had just found out and I was still really kind of kind of trying to sift through everything that I was learning about mm-hmm. him. And so that was it. Like, I was like, oh no, we're not doing this anymore. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta figure out what's going on. And so we circled back in September and she, you know, was checking on me and just saying like, you know, I really hate this. I don't want you to miss the opportunity. Um, I feel like you'd be really good for it. And that's like, you know, it is what it is. If it's meant to be, you know, it'll be. Something else will come up, no worries. And so December, I see that they re- they had chosen the cast and released it. I actually reached out to her to congratulate her. And um, really didn't think anything else of it. Uh-huh. January, Melody Holt was actually supposed to do Monique's podcast event and could not make it. Uh-huh. And so she reached out to me to fill in last uh-huh. minute. And she said, are you okay with being filmed? I said, sure, no problem. It's just what I do all the time. Right. <laughs> so huh. I, I showed up on set, ready to go. And it was really the the topic, and I hate that they cut out so much because it was really a great discussion that night. It was about a fact finding balance in the midst of chaos, and so really I was walking that real time. How did I still manage to be a mom, an entrepreneur, full time doctoral student, and still having this mess going on with my my new husband, right? Uh-huh. And so how did I find balance to move forward? And so that's where I share about what I walked through with my ex husband in the NFL situation and i said you know i've did i've done this before so i know i'm capable and this is what has carried me through even this situation um so anyway that's how that was it was supposed to be a one-time thing and i was supposed to be done the Uh producers were there that night and someone for the entertainment company was there that night and they pulled me aside and asked if i was open to filming more (laughs) and i said sure you know let me know (laughs) a couple days few days later it was the tyler's anniversary party and so that's the second time I filmed and I did not know that Carlos was there and so he was actually watching us film and they said Winter something's wrong with your mic we need you in production and I'm like okay cool well what it was is that Carlos wanted to meet me in person and I actually meet him in person and he asked me at that point if I was interested in continuing to film Um, and I said sure no problem so that's really how things got started I think people Assume that I auditioned uh, for the show after Kevin and I didn't. Uh, Kevin right. and I were in an initial consideration. And then I pulled us out because of the drama that was going on. And it just kind of, you know, as, as, the, as the powers that be would have it, is how I ended back up on the show.
0: Oh, my gosh. That is crazy. Oh, yep. my gosh. But I love it. I think, yeah, I definitely think you're meant for the show. So I'm glad that <laughs> things happened how they did. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So at that first um, event, besides Monique, because you already knew Monique, um, what were your first impressions of the other ladies? So
1: honestly, I knew, so this is a fun fact too. So outside of Quick and Ashley, every other couple that is featured on this show, the last time I saw every last one of them, book signing, the potty book, Uh and I was, I was with Kevin. Okay. Okay. So Uh I kind of got a glimpse of Arena then, Uh and I thought she was cool. Like, honestly, no issues whatsoever. Ashley, I thought was this big personality. And I was like, okay, like she's, she's, she's her. And I can appreciate people that are authentic. So I really did not jump to a conclusion. We actually had a brief conversation and she had mentioned her podcast and stuff like that. And she was like, you're so open about your story and the things you've been through. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, that's just, it's what it is. You can't change your life, you know? And so I really had no impressions at that point, to be perfectly honest, no impressions at the podcast, no impressions at the, um, anniversary party with the Tylers. Like everybody was there again, you know, it was cool. I, you know, I, I still don't have any impressions. It doesn't go south until the vegan dinner.
0: Yes, yes, for sure. Now, okay, see a little bit of Tasha. Now, did you know Tasha or did you just meet her at that, uh, at one of the events as well?
1: So the first time I met Neil and Tasha was at Monique's book sign-in last Mm. year back in June. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she was cool too. Like, you know, it was just a little short event, so you can't Mm. gather too much from meeting people at a short event, but you know, I thought she was cool. And, um, no no opinions at all. That's when I met everyone for the first time. Like I said, with the exception of Quick and Ashley, everyone else I had met before.
0: Yes, yes. Okay, so like you said, you're very open. And um, obviously, at that first event when you were speaking, um, you were very open with your story. And I think it was like, obviously, within the very, like, first few minutes of the episode. So it's kind of shocking, I think, for viewers, because you were like, one of the first people to we'll see, and you're so open. Um, are you? Yeah. Surely, this open, or were you nervous at all to be more open on the show with your life? Or
1: I have talked about this so many times,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: people have to understand too. Context is very important. I hate that it makes it seem like I've walked through it recently, um, mm-hmm. or I'm ro- walking through it real time. There's no context. This happened 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of time that's passed. I've had a lot of healing that's taken place. I've forgiven everyone involved. And so I really didn't start talking about it until like five years ago. I actually did Monique's um, Not For Lazy Moms podcast, and I'm very open. We did two um, episodes on it where I talk Uh about what happened and I talk about, you know, even my forgiveness process with the other woman and how I came to that, you know. So, no, I am naturally very open. I talk a lot. Um, I consider myself a conversationalist. Uh Um, I always feel like if I talk about the things I've been through, no one can hold anything over me. Um, And I feel like so often we spend most of our life trying to cover up and hide. And me coming from a faith-based background, we are often told to put forth the persona of perfection. I don't subscribe to that. I'm human. I make mistakes. I I go through difficult things. And I think that's really how we help other people walk through their difficult things. I'm very open and I feel like, you know, my personal audience knows that about me. I, Mm -hmm. I just, if I can't talk about something, there's a reason why. You know, okay. there's a, there's a, there's something that comes up about my past and my cast actually accuses me a lying about it. I said, no, I've never lied about it. I've never confirmed or denied a thing. I just legally can't talk about it. The difference, mm-hmm. if there's a reason why I can't talk about it, I can't, I would love to talk about everything, you know, good, right. bad, or indifferent, um, because I don't like the feeling of people feeling like they got something on me, but you know, it is what it is. I, the rest of my life is a wide open book. Um, I, I, that's how I built my audience is on being transparent and I'm not going to change because it makes people uncomfortable possibly
0: yes no I love that and I love how open you are um, now to kind of give fans a timeline of things because it is kind of hard to kind of piece everything together on the show um, so yeah. so when did you get married to Kevin and then how far into it did things start to change between you guys
1: I got married to Kevin in June of 2020. Oh. The reality is, yes, the reality is that I met Kevin um, like a year prior. So people don't get that context. It's given like I met him and married him three months later. That's not the case. Uh-huh. Um, so we got married in 2020. Now, the straw that broke the camel's back was literally five days before our one year anniversary. But things started to be real questionable. About two months after we got married and Mm -hmm. it was because I found out that he didn't pay our wedding photographer, which was about $800 that was due five, five or 800. I don't want to misspeak. Um, it was a very insignificant amount for a person that claimed to be well off. Right. And he actually lied to me and said he took care of it. And so Mm -hmm. the photographer reached out to me quite upset. And I'm like, wait a minute. He said he paid it. So mm-hmm. that was really the first inclination that something might be a little bit off. Um, I get questions a lot about red flags. Kevin is presents very well. Now, I wasn't raised in the streets. I was raised in the country. I ain't used the city slickers trying to get over on you. Like, this is literally by far been the craziest thing I've ever experienced in my life. And I've been cheated on. You know what I mean? Like, this takes the cake. Um, I really feel like my biggest like misstep was feeling at the engagement party that we attended that I should have postponed the wedding and I didn't. And that is the one misstep I own. I don't put that on Kevin. I don't put that on my family. Um, I put that on myself because I should have just stood up for myself. I remember going to our premarital counselor and saying, I think we should wait. I just really think that we need more time to get to know each other. And, um, he gave some me like, smooching response to get me to go through with things. And I did. And I shouldn't have. And that's the one part I wish I had to just stuck to my guns on. And I think if I had to stuck to my guns, I would have found him out. Because things started to go south pretty much, like, two months after we got married. And the time that we were waiting to postpone, it would have covered that two-month span. So, Yeah really when things start to go left now the bigger issue about finding out all of the money issues the alleged embezzlement and spending you know financial misconduct i found out five days before our one-year anniversary one of his partners contacted me and sent me screenshots and emails to read and Mm -hmm. gave me the tea god bless him um because i think most people would choose not to get involved And he made a decision to go out on a limb and say, Winter, we know you don't know anything about this, but we feel you deserve to know.
0: And that's how I found out. Oh, my goodness. Now, what did you think um, when he, because he was on the show, we've seen him a little bit so far um, when he Mm -hmm. did that lunch scene with um, Chris. So what was your reaction seeing that? He
1: laughed the entire time. So I knew that Chris was going to meet with him. Chris actually reached out to me to ask if it, okay. I was okay with it. Mm-hmm. And I told him that was fine. I didn't feel like it was fair to the viewers not to get his perspective because it just would have been one-sided. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, okay. let him let him share his part. Mm-hmm. When I actually saw it, I, my family and I watched it together and we were all cracking up. Like he is really doing the most right now. Um, how he talks about my kids and my youngest daughter feeling about him it's just like, are you delusional? My oldest daughter was like, she didn't even like him like that. I was like, I know it's just, it honestly just continued to solidify that he is a con and he, he does what cons do. He reels people in, you know, like, I don't know that everybody believed him though. The the community that I've gotten as, at large are kind of like, how did you not see it? Cause we can see it very clearly, but um right. I'm like, well, there's a lot of missing context. Trust me. He, he fooled us all, my family, my friends, all of us were buying into the, to the show. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's quite interesting. I'm looking at Chris, like, Chris, don't fall for it. Like, (laughs) don't, don't fall for the con, please don't. But yeah, I, 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 all you can do is laugh because I know the truth, you know, receipts don't lie. And his partner sent me more than enough to be like, okay, yeah um we're good here so yes I I it, I Chris for reaching out to me
0: good well I'm glad and I know on the show yeah I'm glad he reached out because on the show I think in the vegan dinner scene um it seemed like he caught you by surprise but I'm glad that he he did reach out to you before he met with him yeah <laughs> yes
1: yeah I I think more so I was <laughs> I'm my response is more so like well what did he have to say
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. curious, like, okay, you met with him, but what went down? Like, what was the conversation?
0: Right, right. Um, so at the vegan dinner, you were the only one without your partner there. So you kind of got a front row seat to kind of all the stuff going on with each of the couples. Um, so as a relationship coach, um, what was going through your head when you were seeing a lot of stuff go down? Like um, Jamie put his hand in Arena's face. Um, obviously Monique and Chris had their argument. So like, what were you kind of going through seeing all this stuff going down?
1: So, yeah, this is the one caveat I love to clear up and things like this. So I used to be a relationship coach and I'm not any longer Mm. and I haven't been in, in a while. So That was the one thing that people felt like I was lying about because I said it in scene. But for me, I didn't clarify even in scene. I'm speaking of, hey, when I met Kevin, I was a relationship coach. So I'm thinking when we're talking and getting to know each other, I'm asking him the right questions. So anyway, I was like, fine, you know, I'll be a relationship coach. All that to say, having been a former relationship coach, my initial reaction to the couples was that they're couples, they're normal. I don't, I mean, I think there is this misconception that marriage makes relationships perfect. Um, I consider marriage a highlighter, an illuminator of any issues that you didn't necessarily see or address um, within yourself and within the relationship. Marriage only highlights those things. It doesn't make it go away. And so what I see is couples dealing with you know, maybe some things they have to deal with. I don't think it's abnormal to see a, a, a husband and a wife maybe have a little tiff, which is what Monique and Chris had, you know, or, right. you know, Jamie putting his hand in arena's face. Like we don't know a couple's story. We don't know their dynamic and we don't know their communication dynamic. So I don't make a judgment based off of what I see. Um, I really just, con- I just consider it normal cu- couple stuff. Um, and every relationship has work to do. Every relationship. There's not one relationship on this planet. That's perfect. So yeah, I really just think they're, they all have their things
0: like all, all relationships do. Yes. That's so true. Um, so obviously, so you aren't a relationship coach anymore, but, um, yeah. kind of clear up for everyone. What what did you do as a relationship coach because um, I know some even I think quick said it and then a few you know Ashley yeah. kind of made fun of you that like you you had, you had like a failed relationship that you can't like why would yeah. you you know how can you be a right. relationship coach so what does a relationship coach do for people that don't know <laughs> so
1: it's like with any other um, therapist let's let, let's take therapy for for instance or counseling every counselor and therapist has a niche. And so for me, I focus primarily on women who were going through the pain of divorce and trying to figure out how to forgive and move forward. I deal with Mm -hmm. a lot of women even now in my coaching who need support coming out of difficult relationships or marriages. Um, And even to women that are just trying to find their self-worth and identity. So for me, a lot of my focus was really helping women navigate that, especially in the faith based realm, because we take a lot of heat for leaving a marriage. You know, you 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 don't get a lot of support in our community uh for mm. choosing to move on with your life. We're told to stick by your man no matter what. That's abuse. That's getting cheated on. It doesn't matter. You stick by him. And so I found that there was a need for me to really help coach women and men. I mean, I have both. And and I've dealt with both men and women in my coaching in the past that just needed help on how to move forward. And so I had a niche. That was really my focus. Um I wasn't trying to, you know, tell women how to, you know, I don't know. Like for me, I feel like a lot of my focus is really teaching women their self-worth because so many think it's found in a relationship or a man. Um, and that's really been primarily my focus, but I consider myself more a relationship conversationalist because I love talking about relationship dynamics. And so I didn't spend a, a tremendous amount of time coaching. I spent a tremendous amount of time giving my opinions. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> And so that, you know, I still do from time to time. I, I think relationships are interesting. I think if I wasn't, you know, in business, I would honestly probably consider being some sort of therapist or a psychologist and really kind of dig deep into human interaction. And, and I just think it's fascinating. So that's really, I was a niche dealing with women that needed to learn how to forgive and move forward. I wasn't here trying to counsel couples, never done it. You know, I wasn't sitting here relationship coaching. I can't say never done it. I take that back. A friend of mine reached out. I did it once with her partner. Um, He didn't trust anybody. So she got him to agree to talk to me. So I walk with him for a season. Um, So I take that back. He needed help with his communication. So I, I take that back. I did address them, but that was the only couple I dealt with. I never like set out to do like couples counseling or coaching. Like that's just not really my thing. And um, I was just more of a relationship conversationalist. I have tons of winter hair shows that we talked about all different dynamics, Uh, being a divorced woman, how to navigate the dating scene as a divorced woman. And I loved it. I mean, it was a fun, fun time. I did some segments on local news about it. Um, Yeah. So that was really my past. And then I kind of switched over more to spiritual life coaching, um, which I do still do that. That's something I still heavily involved myself in. And I run a support community for women. And so that's really my main focus. I just want to, I have to be, I have to be clear. People are like, oh, we're well, now you're just reneging because you know, now the show has come out and you're catching black. I'm like, first of all, coaches, therapists, counselors, pastors, teachers, we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. I do not care if you have 20 years of experience. You are capable of making a mistake. You are capable of choosing wrong. And so I'm not above making a mistake and choosing wrong. I don't say I chose wrong, even with my ex-husband, who was the NFL player, because we we married as college sweethearts. The infidelity didn't happen until, well, six, seven years after we got together and we were in the NFL. That's a whole different, we had no idea he would end up in the NFL. You know, there, that's a different type of pressure. And um, it's just what happened. I can't change that. I, I never knew him to be a cheater. We're still, we're still cool to this day. Like we get along and we co-parent well. So I look at people like, you got to have some context here. Get better things to make me feel bad about. But it ain't never going to be that. and It ain't never going to be making a mistake and choosing poorly because we all choose poorly from time to time. It's life.
0: Right. <laughs> um, now at the vegan dinner, um, your relationship with Ashley, you guys started to have issues and when she chimed in about your marriage. So what was going through your head when she was really uh going at you about your marriage and your relationship?
1: So we're not friends. That that was yes. the thing that caught me off guard. Uh-huh. Um, is that this is really the first time you're meeting me in a outside of a quick meeting, right? Uh-huh. And you're basically chiming in and making harsh comments. I feel like she had the right to ask me certain questions. Okay, let me just say that. It was the manner in which she asked those questions because Tasha actually confirms this as well. Tasha asked me questions too. They were valid. People have questions, fine. But Tasha was not rude. She was not harsh. She was not judgmental. Um, She wasn't nasty. And I just felt like it just came across very harsh and rude. And it wasn't necessary because I'm someone you don't know. You're making a judgment. You're you're calling me a failure, you know, uh-huh. because these relationships I've had, to no fault of my own, have failed. You know, I own my part in the Kevin situation of really just not allowing for more time to really, you know, show his hand. I own that. But even still, I I didn't make him a con artist. <laughs> you right. know, I didn't make him lie. Um, so again, it's just like people have niches. I, I'm not unqualified because I've made some mistakes. Um, and that was my issue with what she said. I, I'm sure all of us have failed many times before we succeeded. Actually, failure is the route to success. It's just a part of the process. And mm-hmm. so I just didn't like her delivery and that is where it all went left. So here I am, this well-polished woman, educated woman that you know shows up to this group dynamic. I really don't feel like people know what to think of me initially. And I, I really believe, because I do promote being a woman of faith, the assumption is that I'm going to turn the other cheek. Mm, and mm-hmm. so Monique honestly doesn't know me well enough to make an assumption about how I will, I will respond in these situations either, which is why I feel that from her perspective, she's caught off guard, that mm-hmm. Winter has a response or that yes. Winter <laughs> is clapbacking, you know, like, wait a minute, who is this? My audience who knows me and has followed me for the last five years, every last one of them who saw me on the show was like, oh, boy, these these people are in for a treat because it's who I am. Um, I think Monique is probably shocked. She may feel like she doesn't know who I am. The other couple sure as heck are like, who is this Winter and who does she think she is? Uh But Winter has always held her own. I've always been feisty. I've always been sassy. I've always been a clapbacker. I was known as the petty queen for many years. I could be very petty. It's just that I've chosen not to be over the last couple of years because I've been focused on other things. That doesn't mean it isn't in me. And I just mm-hmm. think that I was time enough for them. And so as the season progresses, I just stand up for myself, you know? Like, I'm not gonna let someone talk to me crazy. You don't know me, just like I don't know you. Um, so yeah, that vegan dinner sent things left with her and it just put a sour taste in my mouth. Like. I just couldn't imagine sitting at a dinner, hearing someone express what I was going through and think to be rude about it because Mm -hmm. I just think of basic human compassion. Like, dang, I think I would have asked, like Tasha asked me, did you feel some type of way having been a relationship coach that this person got over on you? And I told her, absolutely. (laughs) Like, yeah, who wouldn't feel a way, right? Um, Right. So yeah, that's kind of where everything toppled over.
0: Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and then it continued um, when you had brunch with them, which now is like mm-hmm. the source like the main point of drama <laughs> um, right now yes um, that we're seeing. Um, so <laughs> at the brunch, um, who who would you say started things kind of between you and Ashley at that brunch? Can you explain why you felt ambushed by Ashley yes. and Arena?
1: Yes, so the brunch is interesting. I would wholeheartedly say that Ashley probably initially felt brunt. I mean, like ambushed Uh because what is not aired is that Tasha and I have a meetup. We discuss because she feels that Ashley came at her rudely as well. Mm. And so we both collectively discuss it and say, hey, the next time we see each other, we need to address that. And we're going to have a friendship and we're going to try to move forward. We got to figure out like what's going on. Right. I can't move forward with a chip on my shoulder. I just can't. Um, so her and I make a decision to address Ashley at this brunch that I invite everyone out to. And mm. so initially, Ashley really probably feels ambushed because before we even really get knee-deep into the dinner, we we address the elephant in the room, okay? And that's, why did you come at me like that? I need to understand where that's coming from. You don't know me. What was all of the harshness about And Tasha speaks her piece, Um, and Ashley basically doesn't apologize for what she said. She apologizes if it offends me, and Mm. so for me as a person, that's not really an ap. You know, I just didn't receive it as an apology um, because I still felt like, okay, you're you're basically just telling me that's just how you are, Um, and it just didn't sit well with me. Moving forward to the ambush, I don't think much of it is is air too much, but they're like basically getting in my grill about always talking about my ex-NFL husband or talking about Kevin. And I said, that's not true. I'm being asked about these things. I'm just open enough to be honest and respond. I -hmm. said, so if you guys don't want to hear about it, don't ask. We can move on to something else, you know? Um, So that's how I felt ambushed because it was a lot of them coming at me like that. Like you got two people saying, that's how you got that. Get, 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 get that. I'm like, no, that's not. So that's the whole ambush comment. Mm -hmm. Um, probably could have used another word. Um, hindsight is always 2020, but I just really felt like they were getting in my grill about it and it wasn't true. And so I I really felt some type of way, like, yeah, we agreed to move forward, but I still got my eye on Ashley a little bit. Uh, because even still at that brunch, she moves forward and was like, but even still the the situation with Kevin and you are, you know, it's very interesting. So what about this? And I actually make the statement am I going to be accused of bringing him up or are we going to make note of the fact that you're asking me again before Uh, I address it? uh Okay. So that's cut out, but that's what happened. And that's why I felt ambushed because I was just like, what is that all about? Um, so I hate that a lot of the great context to meet got cut out of that conversation. Um, so yeah, that's why I felt like, okay, why y'all coming at me again? Like y'all are asking me, I don't understand what the problem is. Um, I just felt like I took heat of that moment. And you have to understand too, I, I'm walking through the situation with Kevin real time. So my to be grilled like that about something where people don't have a whole lot of context and knowledge, it just doesn't feel good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So quite naturally, I'm defensive. I'm coming back. Like, <laughs> I just don't, I don't have time. Not at that time. I'm just like, I got time today. So yeah, oh, yeah. That's, kind of, <laughs> that's kind of how that went down.
0: Yes, now, uh kind of the game of telephone kind of happened when you ended up telling Monique about brunch, and then she says she thought it was crazier, but then what happened. she got it wrong of it's like why do you think Monique got it wrong in that situation or thought something was crazier, or, or how do things get misconstrued like that?
1: So I honestly am going to say, if I regret anything. In the season, Mm -hmm. it is assuming that Monique and I had the type of friendship where I could confide in her about how I was feeling about the ladies Mm. and expect confidence and for it not to circle back. Mm -hmm. Um. I can understand why she may have felt that it was crazier, but she's getting my perspective and really how I feel at large, having dealt with these ladies a number of Mm.
0: times,
1: not even just the brunch. I'm actually, in a sense, downloading my, my personal feelings to someone I consider a friend. I really feel like watching each episode back at this point, I'm really starting to learn errors within myself and really how I got conned by Kevin mm-hmm. because I'm the type of person that really goes in really kind of heart and, and, and arms wide open to people. And I have a tendency to put people in certain positions they don't belong. Um, and so with Kevin, I can honestly see where he put forth this facade i accepted it you know i didn't dig any deeper i didn't try to sift it out i didn't try to measure it or you know what i mean like really see what the deal really was and i feel like there was a lot of assumptions i made without really getting to the nitty gritty mm-hmm. i assumed that monique and i were a lot closer than we were when really truth be told we didn't really talk like that you know there was a gap in between Monique and I talking, yeah, we would, you know, contact each other for business things or, hey, I have this or I have that. But it wasn't like we were hanging out. We weren't going for drinks. We weren't, you know what I mean? Like how typical girlfriends would do. So it was a bad assumption on my part that I could have just been free to feel how I felt and trust that it would be between her and I. That is where I really feel like it was a horrible misjudgment on my part. Because if I had to went in thinking... I don't know if this will leave this conversation. I would have been a lot more choice about what I shared and said. Mm-hmm. Um, even down to the DJ fun size. I'm a sarcastic person. A lot of people who know me, like my sister was like, only you would come out with something like that. Like It's so me. Um, and it's something I would say and joke about. And unfortunately, it was carried back like I was being facetious. But, you know, I'm thinking he took a jab at me at the dinner, which he did. Everyone witnesses that. He deserves yeah. this DJ fun size comment. You know, it was funny. Everybody laughed about it. Um, unfortunately, Monique took it negatively because she was like, I don't like for people to make up names about my husband. So she carried that back with, hey, mm-hmm. I wouldn't like for someone to do this to me. I don't think you guys would like to know that you made up nicknames about your husband. I shared it in the context of, hey, I don't want nobody to." I'm trying to get rid of one, you know, I ain't yes. trying to add two, trying to take away. Um, so just let's be very clear. I wasn't there at that vegan dinner because I'm trying to, you know, find the next catch. I just okay. really was invited because Monique invited me. Had I known, honestly, that I was going to be like the only person there, you know, that didn't have a partner and there was just kind of going to be this spot, I honestly probably would have declined. Mm. Like if there's two things I Two events I regret the most in the season. It's the vegan dinner and talking to Monique. Um, I would have eliminated those, uh, from the, the thing, because those are really the main sources, I believe, of contention. Mm -hmm. It's everything stems out of that vegan dinner and everything stems out of my conversation with Monique. And, you know, it's just unfortunate that I feel like it was a big miscommunication, um, and I really wished, you know, some things had to remain between Monique and I. But when you're not really friends, friends, you, you know, Monique and I are social friends. Does she really owe me that loyalty? You know, not necessarily. It was an assumption on my part. Uh, you know, I won't assume it going forward, but, you know, it sucks. <laughs> you know, yeah. it sucks that it kind of got carried and it, it got miscommunicated. And yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I said what I said and I had to own it, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Did I say DJ Fun Size? Absolutely. I said it. Um, and so I just wished I had a like just caught up and been like, yeah, we caught up. You know, I, I feel a way about them. That's not your problem. We'll see how this goes. And I really wished I had left it at that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where we are with that.
0: Yeah. <sighs> uh, I'm curious. So. <laughs> if um so if Monique didn't say anything at all, like if she really didn't bring it back like she did, um, and since it is on the show, and do you think Ashley would be as upset if she just saw what happened versus Monique telling her what ha- like telling her from her perspective what she saw? Or-
1: yeah, I still think there would have been a little tinge, just not as big. Mm-hmm. Because um watching it from the viewer standpoint. I'm, you actually hear me say, you know, she's heard rumors. We've all heard, heard rumors, but it doesn't seem like she's bothered by it. Mm. It wasn't me saying we've all heard rumors. Let me tell you the rumors. I know, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, It's really said from a standpoint of, Hey, I, you know, I could appreciate that. She said she's heard rumors too. You know, I've been in the DMV a long time. I've heard rumors too, but you know, I, it wasn't made I honestly wish I hadn't said it at all because that goes into a whole separate bucket. I believe a lot of the contention I have with quick and Ashley literally originates from me saying that one thing. Mm-hmm. I should have just said, you know what? Ashley mentioned she heard rumors about quick at the lunch and that, you know, she doesn't go digging in the story. Right. I shouldn't have added my two cents. I shouldn't just let it go
0: uh-huh.
1: because Honestly, at this point, now people begin to question what I know and don't know. And is mm. she just saying that? Is she lying? What, what, what does she have? You know, like I own that some things just don't need to be said. And I right. got to work on that because it seems like if Winter says it, it's a problem. And it's just annoying because there's been a lot of things said about me that, you know, I don't agree with. But I let it slide because I just don't get into it. I mean, I let people talk. um um, it drives the ratings for the show it ain't good you're watching fabulous right (laughs) Um, you know anyway the whole relationship comment Ashley and I got into it on Twitter I really wish I just hadn't responded and just let it be what it is you know what I mean like if I had not responded it would have just been left up to assumption and I could have just addressed it at the reunion and been done with it it really started a Twitter war between her and I and we got into it you know, on Instagram. And it's just turned into this whole crazy thing. You know, I wish I cared enough about her to say that I feel some type of way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's just Twitter wars. I actually Mm -hmm. messaged Monique and asked her, um, is this for like, is this for show? Like I'm, I'm confused. Like, I, I don't know if this is personal or if we just put, you know, giving the people what they want. Um, and she was like, you know, you can't dish it and not take it. And I said, I understand that. I'm just trying to see if if this is her giving the people what they want or if this is a personal, um, if this is personal comments that she's making. And so Monique kind of, you know, stays out of it. She doesn't like to get in the middle, which I can understand. But I was really somewhat confused. And I think there's a there's a misconception that I like drama. I'm like, well, we're gonna get the people what they want. Let's get the people what they want, but we don't get the people what they want at winner's expense. Winner gonna come back, you know. Just be prepared for that. And I just don't think people are often prepared for that. Prepared for that with me, they just assume I'm always gonna take the high road. Well, sometimes, you know, when people go low, I aim high, and sometimes when people go low, I aim low too. Like it's what it is. I, I, yes. I hate to be like that, but I'm human. I hate that people have such an unrealistic high expectation for people. I'm human. I'm allowed to be human. I'm allowed to have an opinion just like everyone else has an opinion. So I really hate that I said anything at all about the rumors because Mm -hmm. it was assumed that I was lying about that. And I wasn't, you know, I heard what I heard, but I just wish I hadn't said it because I really feel like that's the source of why, you know, there's, there's contention now. So,
0: yes. Um, now, at uh, Ashley's event that we just saw recently, things really heated up. Um, <laughs> yes, it, it's almost gotten uh, into oh, a huge no. fight. What um, yeah. was going through your head in that moment? Because you obviously came in very, like, ex- you know, you were very happy. I don't know if you were excited to be there, but you were happy, you know, and yeah. wasn't expecting, obviously, what happened.
1: <sighs> Like, what in the entire hell is going on right now? Mm -hmm. Like, I was now you're talking about feeling ambushed, Uh that right there was crazy, right? And oh, yeah, it was one of those times where I was just like, winter, you know, I could feel it's interesting, like, I could feel some tension, I just didn't know what. And so, when I walked into it, I was like, God dang it, I should have just turned around and walked out. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not ever gonna fight. But I had time that night to respond because I was just sick of it by that point. Like, what is going on? I'm not going to let you talk to me any kind of way. There's a lot that's edited out. But at this point, they both are screaming at me. And so Uh when I come back at her, excuse me, when I come back at her, it's just what it is. Um, Uh I come back at her. Like, I just don't, I don't have the capacity to sit there and take things for too long. I just Uh don't. I've um, never been that type of person. My my parents will tell you, I just, Winters always had a mouth on her and I'm, I just don't have the capacity to sit there and be talked too crazy. Uh, but I'm also not going to off- leave my stance of being a lady. So that's why uh-huh. I sat there. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to give you that, but I am going to say what I need to say. And yeah, that was a crazy night. I was so annoyed. Like I should have just stayed home. I should have not have come. Um, I already feel a way about her anyway, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just, I don't know. It was crazy. Yes. I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, I, it's like the assumption with Arena as well. I assume she was playing both sides, but I also assume that her and Ashley were closer than they were.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, And so that was, again, poor assumption. And it, there's a lot of poor assumptions on my part. And I own that. I think now knowing what I know go if I had to do the season over again oh I would have played my hands so much differently oh Um, really (laughs) oh absolutely I would have played my hands so much differently because I think it was okay to use the drama of of my relationship with Kevin but I think the unexpected caveat was my drama with the ladies because Mm. I didn't go in there with that that you know I didn't ever think that that would be the case I don't know so that's the unfortunate part.
0: Yes, um, at, I'm curious at Ashley's event when you guys were yelling because um, there were obviously a lot of other people there. Was and we don't really get to see all of that, but did all the other people hear you guys yelling and like, or was it kind of in an area? Oh no, you, they heard. Oh no. my gosh, what were they thinking? <laughs> Probably it, like, what the
1: heck is going on? Like, oh, it was crazy. Like a friend of mine, I invited a couple of friends of mine to the event as well. Oh, because we were all supposed to go to dinner. So we did go to dinner afterwards, but my friend is texting me like real time. Like what the heck is going on? Do I need to put all my flats? Like she's like, <laughs> I'm about to go off up in here. Are you okay? Like what is uh-huh. going on? It was a whole commotion. It uh-huh. really, really was a whole commotion. So
0: yeah, it was yes. crazy. Okay. So I know you guys just filmed your reunion. <laughs> so without giving anything away, what, oh, what can you tease about the reunion? And you were there, obviously.
1: Yes. Um, I actually like that I had time for reflection and to really own some of the things that I feel like went down in a poor way throughout mm-hmm. this season that I could have, you know, handled better. Um, I like that I got to sum up the whole Kevin thing, you know, great, done. Um, he and I are actually, you know, we're pretty much done. So legally, you know, so I'm I'm uh-huh. grateful for that. There, There's a point in there that takes a turn that I'm going to go on the record and say I'm absolutely disgusted by. And that's mm. all I can say uh, without giving too much away. Only because I feel like our cast is so dynamic and so incredible. Yes, we had The tips we have, you know, some of us didn't necessarily jail this, that, and the other. But it made for a great season. And Uh I have seen the rest of the show. I think it it was an incredible start. And I feel like this one point in our reunion, it just takes a topple for the low that I feel like is not a good reflection of this cast. And Uh it's unfortunate. I'll just say that. It's unfortunate. Uh, for the people that are involved in the reason why it went that way. I, I think you can production always curates drama. That's their job. Right. We don't know how far people will take the drama. We never know mm. that. And I feel like it really ugh, it's 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 disheartening. Um I still am processing the reunion based off of that one that one segment alone because I feel like it really is just not good um at 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 large and I just really feel like it dims now I I was shocked by some things that were said from certain people and I'll reserve that for y'all to see Uh um ultimately though when I tell you I'm proud of this season I'm proud of this cast they may all hate me and that's fine (laughs) um (laughs) Uh, they may all, you know, I don't, I didn't come here with the intention of making friends. Mm-hmm. My, go- my reason for doing this show is completely unrelated. And so I think if I had a walked away with friends, fantastic, but you know, seeing as how there's been a lot of contention and that's not the case, that's okay as well. I'm not, I'm not in a race to be liked. I think the people who like me, like me and those who don't, don't, you ain't going to win it all. Right. That ain't, that ain't mm-hmm. how reality TV goes. They love you one day, hate you the next. You got to have thick skin for that. Um, I think, you know, if I were to come back another season, because I know I've been cast as the villain, it's unfortunate that Black educated women who have a head on their shoulders and an opinion are deemed as the villain. It's unfortunate Mm -hmm. that because I didn't have a husband with me, I was seen as this person that maybe felt a way. I feel no kind of way. I love love. I I celebrate it. Um, Mm -hmm. Um, in fact, I believe in the institution of marriage. It just hasn't worked out for me, and I own the part I played in that. All that mm-hmm. to say, it's unfortunate that as an educated black woman, I'm cast as the villain because I have an opinion and I have a strong, you know, disposition and presence. Um, that's unfortunate. But now that I know that I'm potentially the the villain here, um, and I know where people's loyalties stand, I think if I were to do another season of sh- of this show. I would probably, you know, lean into a little bit more uh, because if you're going to make me a villain, make 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 it valid. Uh, but if being a, a strong woman, coming through what I've walked through, being able to walk through it with my head, you know, in the right place, I've gone through therapy, uh, still meet with my therapists. I have a great support system, great family, great kids. If if being a, a successful, educated Black woman makes me a villain. Then let's lean into it a little bit more. Um, and I'm not here to play games. I know that it's every man for himself, every woman for herself, and I will know that going into the next season. It's all gas, no brakes. I feel like I was very timid trying to fill my way through it, uh, but it won't be that case if I come back to season two. Uh, okay. And that and that is the reality of it. Um, because yeah, it, this is just there's a, there's a lot of surprises that I didn't anticipate and. I'm like, dang, this is what it's about. Like I've never Uh done reality before. Um, I was accused of loving the drama, but I'm like, what? I was brought in to bring the drama. I don't get it. (laughs) I don't think anybody who's watching the show is confused about me being the drama of the show. Mm -mm. (laughs) Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, (laughs) So I I gotta be okay with it to some degree. Um, I just think people are shocked that I begin to lean into, do it as the time progresses and Uh I kind of have to that's what I'm paid to do you know what I mean this is a job like any other job so um but yeah now that I know where everyone stands if I come back season two and I'm open to it I'm not not open to it just even despite what I feel was a low moment at the reunion um I still am open to it now they may Uh not all be open to it I'm sure they may not ever want to see me again but yes you know, it's kind of like the comment Monique makes. I'm back. You know, that uh-huh. would probably be my opening scene, season two. I'm
0: back. Uh huh.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. I would hate to be the Marlowe of the situation, but I just feel like you gotta earn earn your keep around these parts. Um. Yeah. So I'm open to it. We'll see what happens.
0: <laughs> well, I hope you do. Um. Now, if you do come back, would you want to kind of be more of like a main cast? where we do kind of get to see more of your personal life.
1: Yeah, I would love that. I think that's been a grievance of some people like why wasn't she initially cast anyway? Like I get a lot of airtime for the friend of the show. Yeah. That's completely up to the you know, higher-ups and I'm I would love that because I do feel like I offer a lot. I have a lot to offer. There's so much more to me than Kevin. And now mm-hmm. that he's out of the out of the picture, you know, I would love for people to see me date and be open to love. I would love for people to be able to see what I do in the community. I, I have a lot of philanthropic endeavors that I work closely with. I would love for people to see what I do for a living and how I make my money because people are clearly confused.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: I host a lot of events. I have a support community uh, for women. I, I coach women on, you know, bouncing back, being resilient, moving forward, creating strategy plans for success in their personal life and, and, and professional life. And so I would love for people to see that side of me because I can't speak for anyone else, but I have the receipts of where the things that I'm doing are truly making a difference. Um, I just got back from a luxury retreat that I planned in Mexico. We took 25 women, uh, (laughs) um, and, um, It was a a luxury retreat where we had, you know, different sessions for style and and presence and branding and healing. And we had therapy and it was just incredible. It was an incredible experience. And so now we're leaning more into sponsorships. We've had um, a wonderful lady express interest in helping us grow this to be a retreat for hundreds of women across the globe and to bring in brands to support that. And so women need support. You know, it's unfortunate that we go through so much in life and we simply don't have the support that we need to get through it. And so I'm just grateful to be able to serve as a beacon of light for ladies that have gone through something difficult and say, hey, you can get over it. You can get through it. Um, and and we're here, to, we're here to walk with you, not judge you, not, not you know, question you. We just want to support you through it. And so I'm excited about that. I, I'm going to be definitely using this season as a springboard for the things that I really want to grow and address, address, you know, as far as building my speaking, because I am a public speaker. I have been for years. I've spoken at, I don't know how many events at this point, I can't even name it. Um, and so I'm, I'm a paid speaker. People don't realize that either. Like I'm paid to speak very handsomely <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. to <laughs> speak and um, you know, teach classes of, 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 on different things. I mean, it's what it is. And I love it. I I travel all over the country, um, speaking to women and teaching different um, classes. I'm a highly educated woman. I'm two years away from getting my PhD and I'm not ashamed of that. Um, Mm. I think so often we're almost shamed, you know? Heck, I'm in a relationship with Sally- May at this point, I'm going to own the (laughs) fact that I've worked hard to get five degrees Uh and I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of being a highly educated woman. So there's, there are opportunities that are made available to me to speak to professional women on how Mm -hmm. to, you know, really make themselves stand out. And so those are things that I do and we're going to continue to build on that. I would love to have a home brand and that's something we're exploring now, uh, with making that a reality because I'm a Southern belle and I love all things. Luxury, and so um, we're exploring some opportunities to really see that come to fruition. So there's a lot coming down the pipeline, and I'm excited. A lot of people are reaching out. We're getting offers to do different things, and um, people will learn very soon. I have a hidden talent in in the show, and um, we'll see if that brings about some opportunities as well. But you know, I think I probably missed my calling. I probably could have been like an actress of some sort. Or at least a uh, uh, some sort of stage play actress, is some uh-huh. sort. <laughs> I think some things that people think I'm putting on, it's really just my natural personality, and my family and friends will tell you that. Like everyone who knows me personally has said, "Oh, you are made for reality TV. This is right up your alley, girl." Uh-huh. Um, and it is. So I'm yeah. excited. It's it's been great. So, so outside glad. of that, I'm just raising four kids. My son graduates from high school tomorrow. So. Oh that's so exciting um, have, <laughs> yes um so my youngest son just got promoted to high school yesterday oh, and then my okay. my oldest son graduates from high school tomorrow so I'll have two adult dependents tomorrow so yeah
0: <laughs> so how might so you see of so how old are each of your kids
1: so I have four kids so my my children are 20 18 oh. 14 and 11 uh-huh and everybody goes up a year in age this year. So I'll have 21, 19, 15, and 12.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> what did they think yeah. of the show? I'm a
1: real mom in these streets. <laughs> oh, they love it. They're very, they they're very proud of me. Um, they are. Because they, they, they know their mom. I, I don't show up to be myself or anyone else. I don't give a dang. I, I wish people, people like at me all their comments. I don't care. I, uh-huh. I care less. Uh-huh. I've always been like that. I don't care what people think. People are always going to have an opinion. Do you. Do uh-huh. what you're supposed to do. Everything else comes with the territory. Um, and, and so I focus on that. I focus on the greater good and, and the, the task at hand. And I believe that the people that I'm meant to impact will be impacted. That's really Mm -hmm. the goal. And so it's unfortunate. The biggest misconception is that I feel like for me (laughs) is that I'm a villain. I think when people meet me in person, they're like, you're not a villain. Right.
0: (laughs) You're very sweet.
1: You're very nice.
0: Uh
1: That is kind of probably the biggest misconception that I'm just this rude person. I was raised in Arkansas, born and raised we were not raised to be rude to people. So I, that's why I kind of like, I bring people in because I never meet a stranger. Like I'm very open to just loving on people. It's a part of what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think that's probably would be something that a lot of people will be shocked to learn <laughs> that, Oh, she's no villain. Like most people call me their sweet winter. Um, but you know, I've I've dubbed myself. I think I'm gonna get a t-shirt made that says sweet and shady. Oh, I love that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think I am. I think I can be sweet and I can be a little shady. It's what it is. I own it and I'm okay with it. So yeah. I've I haven't I've made some mistakes this season, but it's life. It's my first first time. I've I've done some shows and I'm like, dang, why did I say that? but I own it. I said it, you know, there's no script on how to do these things perfectly. I just try to show up authentically me. And if I mess up, I say, I'm sorry. I own
0: it. I'll try to do better next time. So it's really where it is. Yes. Well, I'm so excited for the rest of the season and for the reunion. Um. Yes. Thank you yes. so much for talking to me. I'm so
1: excited. Yes. Thank you for having me Jackson. I really appreciate you reaching out and giving me the opportunity to share because I think that's important.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening to my interview with winter williams from love and marriage dc on own i hope you guys enjoyed it if you want more reality talk please follow our social media It's at reality talk podcast on instagram or you can tweet with me on twitter my twitter handle is at jackson seth 35 and i will have winter's information in the episode description so you guys can check her out but be sure to watch love and marriage dc on own every Saturday night at nine eight central. Um, and catch up on own on demand. But anyway, thank you guys so so much for all of the love and support. And I'll see you guys next week.